Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to Cordishi and Coit. Call the show at 401-737-1287. 1037-WEEI, Southern New England Sports Original. Welcome back to Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. 401-777-1037, the phone number. Ryan is in New London back with us. Ryan, are you there? Oh, he did. Okay, I'm sorry, Ryan. guess he called back. I'm not sure if it was his cell or our I connection. Know we, were some... we, we, we reconnected as well yeah. to a different That, process. I think, was his cell. Okay, it was his cell. Okay. okay. Right. I don't feel as bad then. <laughs> All right. Okay. It, it, it's, Ryan, if you're listening and you want to call back, please, we'll, we'll put you at the front of the line. 401-777-1037 is the phone number if you want to join us. And that text line is 37937. Um, how about this? We have a texture defending Steve from Fall River. Okay. Uh, Steve has been the canary in the coal mine, but no one wanted to listen as long as the coal was flowing. Okay. Okay. How so? So, it, well, here's the thing. So this texture obviously has not been listening to sports radio uh, in Rhode Island in southern New England for a very long time because okay. Steve from Fall River was complaining back in oh. 2001 <laughs> like, about the Patriots yeah. when they were winning their first of six championships. So – uh, I agree with Steve that the drafts, the subpar drafts that Belichick has had, uh, in, in large part have put the Patriots organization in the situation they are now. And I also agree, I'm a little bit more on his side, I think, than you are, Nick, that I think some of these recent drafts, I think we were uh, applauding him and saying these are terrific drafts. And I think there's something less than terrific because now we're looking at them and saying, okay, we thought Mac Jones was a hit. We're not so sure now. We thought Barmore was a hit. His rookie year is sensational. Hasn't been as good since. Cole Stranger's a first-round pick. Eh, questionable. So uh, I, I would side with Steve in that respect and say, you know, even these recent drafts we're giving him credit for. Yes, they're better than the other ones, which isn't saying much because the other ones were dreadful. <laughs> but are they as good as we initially thought they were? And the answer is... Maybe not. I'm not ready to give up on them is what I'm saying. I'm not ready to give up on them. As we've said, Scott, I think it takes a few years before you see, you know, what they actually are, you know, the the fruit of, you know, some of these drafts. And, you know, again, I, I think the one thing that is – the one thing I'll give you and I'll go to your side on is that I've, I've maintained this whole time that with the drafting – Belichick is still good fourth rounder later. He still finds diamonds in the rough. Why? 
Why why is he not as consistent at the top of the draft? I don't in know. In theory, it should be easier. I right? agree. I agree. And that's been the big issue. But you're, you're right. I mean, look at this year. Demario Douglas, you could have hit there. Michael Wenu in 2020, sixth-round pick. Ramondre Stevenson, 2021, fourth-round well pick. By the way, did not play well last year, Mike Wenu. Last week. He was our best. Oh, well, not last week. Yeah. I think you said last year. No, well, last week. Yeah, I mean, last I meant week. last week. Yeah, I'm going to give him some time here. He was their best offensive lineman last year. The whole season, he was their best offensive lineman. So, yep. I'm not giving up on him yet. Uh, didn't have a camp. Um, you know, I, Ramondre Stevenson, fourth round. Marcus Jones went healthy. He's the third-round guy. Jack Jones, he was a yeah, mid Julian Edelman's seventh-round guy. I mean, yeah. That's the thing. He's always been good at that, and yeah. that has maintained throughout. The problem is the top end of the draft. Right. And that's where I'm willing to go to your side and say, okay, well, if Mac's not a hit, yeah. then that turns things. Cole Strange is in a hit. Okay, that turns things. Christian Gonzalez, I think we can probably agree. It looks like the real deal. Yeah, that's a hit. Yeah. Uh, they did well with that. So, you know, I, I think they've had their, their ups and downs. It's certainly better, though, and I think what you're seeing right now, which I will agree with, and the reason they're in this position right now, we can talk about the recent drafts and whatnot. From 2014 to 2019, they did not draft well in the high end of the draft, and they are paying the price for it right now. That's when you see that, and that's where I will – agree with Steve is that 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, not good. Yeah. Not good. It, guys, you know, it's not what Steve says. It's it's how he conducts How he presents himself. it. I know. I know. Yep, I know. That's why we hesitate to agree with Steve in Fall River. <laughs> because as Scott has said, he's, he goes back to the year 2000 every time he calls. I'm like, dude, I don't want to go back I, in the I could point up, I could, I mean, I literally, if if my memory were better, I could probably come up with so many instances where he was so wrong. The ones that stand out was, I'll never forget, he called, I mean, day after day after day, lamenting the fact that they let Greg Robinson Randall go, who yeah. absol- was an offensive lineman who did absolutely nothing after leaving the Patriots. He lamented... Uh, like when they let a guy like Steve Israel go. He lamented uh, them letting Terry Glenn go, who ironically, the Patriots, it was almost like when the Sox let go of Nomar, they, 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 they were almost better without him, weirdly enough. Um, he, oh my God, like some of the names that he brought up over the years, and it's like, oh, he was wrong at every turn. He called Belichick and Pioli, Waldo, Waldo and, and Magoo, Magoo I know. and they put together three, World championship teams in four years. So, yeah. I mean. I just think, I, I think at some point they shifted the philosophy with, with the drafting. Um, you know, where I'll be critical, where, where Bill could have been on the cutting edge and where he could have had foresight and where I'll be critical here is a draft like 2018 when you draft a guard in the first round, when you're good at finding offensive linemen mid to late rounds, and you draft a running back, which, look, he helped you win a Super Bowl. But at the same time, can you find a running back second, third round, that sort of thing? He needed to have the foresight to look at this league and say, like, I I need to find elite skill position guy. I need to find a wide receiver. I I need to find the right wide receiver. Um, I I don't know. They just didn't do well in those drafts. That's where I'll be critical. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think Mac Jones is the answer at quarterback? You're asking me in this moment, right? You have to answer in this moment, yeah. Right now, I'm asking you, do you think, yes or no, he's the future of the quarterback position for the Patriots? No. Okay. So if that's the case, then at the end of the season, you can't pick up that fifth-year option. It doesn't make sense, right? I think the Giants made that mistake 
oh, and look at what they're time. doing right now. I, when they signed him to that deal, I'm like, yeah. what are they doing? Yeah. I'm willing to see what happens the rest of the way out here. Um, but last week was that troubling for me with Mac Jones. And because I, I think even the first three games, Scott, I thought Mac played fine. He played well, made good decisions, you know, for the most part. Um, I thought I thought things were fine. Mac to me wasn't their biggest issue the first three weeks. Last week, I don't care what they're saying down there. I know they they were preaching the whole all eleven guys thing la- this this past week. Scott Mac cost in the game last week. Period. End of story. Turned the ball over three times. They weren't winning even if Mac played well. He, last they week. weren't. They weren't. But he took them out of it he early. Took them out of the game early because he because of the strip sack, which you got to have better ball security. Just yep. take the sack. And the pick six thrown across the field. I mean, that is, that's basic football. That's basic. Yeah. You don't throw across the field. Greg Olson, I give him a lot of credit. He's really good, by the way. I really he like. He does Greg a good Olson. job. Yeah. yeah. He said it the first time Mac threw across the field and got away with it. He he called it. He was like, Mac, that that was a dangerous throw. He's like, he can't get used to doing that. Basically. And what did he do? He did it again. It was a pick six. It was bad. Really bad. Um. I, I threw this out on social media Sunday, too, and as I said at the top of the show, if they don't beat the Saints tomorrow, I think it has the potential to get ugly around here. Absolutely. In terms of the media and the fans and where the direction of this franchise. Do you think it's possible that Bill Belichick may have to go elsewhere to break Don Shula's record? Yes. Yeah. I didn't think that possibility existed Neither months either. ago. Now I, I think it's a possibility. Yeah. I still, if you're asking me right now to put percentages on it, Bill Belichick coaching the Patriots next year, I say yes. I'm going to say 75-25 yes would be my guess. Um, I think that's that, that That number goes down. The percentage goes down yes. by the loss. Yeah, right. But I'm going to say 75% yes, he's coaching the New England Patriots next year. But I, I'm going to tell you something where I didn't think it was a possibility that Belichick might have to go somewhere else to break that record. I'm not thinking that possibility definitely exists. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's, you know <sighs> – they are where they're at, and that is in the middle of the pack. They are in mediocrity right now, and I just, I just wonder how long Robert Kraft looks at this and says, "We're gonna, we're gonna continue this way." Let me ask you this: yep. Do you think? Because I think this is probably the biggest question Bob Kraft is dealing with right now. Do you think if he did to Belichick what he did to Parcells and say, look, I want to keep you as coach, but I, I don't want you shopping for the groceries. I, I want to bring in a guy that has an eye for talent to run that part of it. Do you think if that happens, if Kraft proposes that to Belichick, do you think Belichick walks? Or do you think he says, okay? I wonder. That is a really tough question. I really wonder. Like, let's say Kraft says, I'll even keep paying you your $25 million, which part of that is yeah, being right. the personnel guy. Like, I'll, I'll still pay you what I'm paying you. I just don't want you shopping for the groceries. I don't anymore. want you to have final say. That's I don't know if thing. that's a deal breaker. It was for Parcells. Yeah, it was for Parcells. I don't know with Bill. Because it's funny. I think they've already shifted things a little bit when we talk about the drafting. I think – like, I think Matt Groh has some say. I still think Bill has final call and final word. Yep. But I think the personnel department has, I think its role has grown ever since that 2019 draft and just how bad it was. That's why I think there's been a shift since 2020. But if you take away the final say, 
that's when I'm like, I don't know. That's the tricky part. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, Scott, if he would walk out the door or not. Um, and again, we talked about it before. The Patriots are going to have more money than any NFL team in free agency to spend this offseason. Yeah. Do you want Bill being the guy spending that money? I don't know. If you're I, Bob Kraft. I, I think he's had the opportunity to do that. Failed. So probably I mean, yeah, right. he had a couple of good hits. I mean, Judon was good. Hunter Henry's been okay. Yeah. John o. Smith was a disaster. Nelson Aguilar was a disaster. Doesn't John o. Smith have more receiving yards in Atlanta than Yeah, Kyle he's Bryce? actually looking closer to the guy that he was in Tennessee with the Falcons than he was with the Patriots. He's looking which, better than Kyle Pitts, sadly. Yeah, w- which, again, saying, yeah. again, so is that an indictment on coaching, right? Like, why couldn't it work for him here? Why did it work in Tennessee? Why is it working in Atlanta? Why didn't it work here? What are the Patriots doing wrong? Because I would suggest there have been some good receivers that have come in here, too, that they just haven't been able to get it done. Like, they, they look like just average to well below average guys. Is, is it something that we're doing here that takes something away from these guys? Like, is is the offense too complex for these guys to understand? I, I don't know. I don't know either. It's a question that's worth asking, though. And we're talking about an offense that we think – I don't want to say is antiquated, but it, it, it it's not as um, dynamic or creative or explosive as some of these newer offenses, the Kyle Shanahan offenses seem to be. Yeah. And Bill had a chance to spend on, on a receiver this offseason in Juju Smith-Schuster. That's the first name that's coming to my head Another right now. disaster. And it's not good. I mean, you could have kept Jacoby Myers it's for the same good. money, and instead you, you went out and brought in damaged goods. I know. I know. Not good. So I, these are all questions that are fairly, I think, being asked at this point, and, I mean, they'll get louder if they lose tomorrow. All right, let's go back to the calls. Dave is in Stonington, Connecticut. Dave, good morning. You're next on Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I heard you guys talking about uh, how the Patriots have problems drafting um, in the you know first-round draft picks. They really haven't had – to pick, in, in, if you look at it in the last 20 years, because their record's been so good, they don't pick at the top. They pick at the bottom of the first round, if they, if at all. And then they go in, and you're talking about Edelman and guys like that, who they get in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. Brady, okay? These are guys that they've gotten over the years that have excelled. And the guys that they get in the first round, they get, like I said, at the bottom. Um, Here's the thing, though, Dave. Here's the thing. Like, 2014, you're at the bottom of the first round, and they took a risk. And I think at the time, I understood it because I'm like, you're at where you're at. You're winning Super Bowls again. You still have Brady. They take a guy like Dominique Easley. Could they have better spent that draft pick on a guy that didn't have so many risks? Because we knew when they drafted him that he already had two bad knees that I don't know. I at the time again, could they have taken the risk? Maybe, but at the same time, use it on a guy that's maybe a little bit more of a sure thing, you know. And then the other criticism I have to Dave is that, you know, at the time they would trade out of the first round, trade around, sort of dink around with their draft, whatever. Just stay in the pick and take somebody. That's one thing that Bill like. I know he moves around the board and gets other picks and whatnot, but. Sometimes you just got to stay in the first round and take somebody. Take a shot on somebody. That's why I like my guy John Schneider out in Seattle. Yeah, he just Um, takes guys. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm a diehard Seahawks fan, okay? Sure. Mm-hmm. And I have watched this team since the inception, okay? What I saw on the field last week, okay, against the Giants, I know that's an inept team, okay? Mm-hmm. The worst offense in the league. Okay, I don't know how much longer you talk about. I mean, you're talking Patriot football, okay? And the Patriots are in a lot better shape than what's going on down there in the in the Metro New York area with both teams. Okay, mm-hmm. those two teams are like <laughs> they're destructing themselves. What I saw with the Giants last week, they made Seattle's defense look like the '85 Bears. <laughs> Eleven sacks in one game. Yep, and. Um, they and, and I'm watching the game, guys, and the Giants are driving for a touchdown. And that number 21, Witherspoon, okay, the fifth Real. pick in the uh, in the NFL draft this year, mind you, uh, coming from the Denver Broncos, yep. one of my favorite teams now, thanks thanks to John Schneider and that Russell Wilson trade, okay, he intercepts the ball and he starts running 97 yards down the field. And I'm saying to myself. This guy reminds me of somebody that used to play in Dallas. Next thing I hear, Troy Aikman out of his mouth. He reminds me of an old teammate I had in Dallas, Deion Sanders. <laughs> right. I'm like, this this kid's got a lot, a lot, and um, I hope that he's in Seattle for years to come. He's better than anybody I've seen, even with the Legion of Boom. Uh, better than a Richard Sherman. This guy's got he, he's got the smarts and. Um, Good I don't know if you caught that game with Geno Smith. You guys were talking about Mac Jones and his heart. Geno Smith's 32 years old. He's got like eight years on Mac Jones, okay? And the fire that he's got inside, Mac doesn't have, unfortunately. And I'd like to see it for the Patriot fans. You know, it's like um, I don't want to see you guys uh, stuck in mediocrity forever. But, you know, it's like, um, you know, I think it's good for football when when the Patriots don't make the playoffs, you know, because it's like giving other teams a chance. So, you know, like maybe the Miami Dolphins this year. But I I thank you for your your time, guys. Yeah, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. That was about five minutes too much Seattle Seahawks talk (laughs) this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, get a call KJR in Seattle if you want to talk (laughs) Seahawks football. Nobody cares about Seattle. But obviously he does. I mean, I I appreciate it. But he brings up a good point. I think the point that I, I loved was, you know, we think we got a bat here. There's some other NFL franchises. The Giants, Brian, Brian Dayball, if he had here, would be pulling it out right now. Yeah. Uh, the Jets, I mean, is it really about the quarterback? Like, we, we talked about their talented roster on offense and defense, yet you put Zach Wilson in, in the same old bleeping Jets. Though Zach Wilson was actually better. decent. He was better play. last week. Yeah. I agree. Um, and then uh, how about, to me, the most disappointing franchise in the NFL right now, by far, has to be because of the talent. The Cincinnati Bengals. Big now, time. how much of that is with Burrow's calf injury and, you know, yeah. not being the same guy, but the Bengals are off to a surprisingly poor start. There's a bit of dysfunction there, too. Like, Jamar Chase is in the locker room saying, I'm always bleeping open. Like, ooh, that's not good. Yikes. Right? That's when you start hearing that. But for like, them to be one and three, like, it's one thing for the Patriots to be one and three. We looked at their schedule, we looked at their roster, we said one and three is probably where they're going to be after four yeah. games. Nobody had the Bengals at one and no three. No way. I had them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They were a Super Bowl pick. Yeah. Yikes.
So, so I mean, shows how much I know. I guess uh, I guess we're not the only fan base that is a little bit disappointed with our team. We'll take a timeout. Uh, when we come back, Joe Passarelli will have his producer's question of the week. You look like you want to say something or you're just yawning. That's just it. yawning. Okay, just yeah. yawning. All right, Nick's tired. Just trying to wake <laughs> up. That's all. He's got a big day ahead of him. Big day. You're listening to Cordishian Coit on WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 